Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision. Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your hosts and personal coaches that'll show you how to bankroll your mind. Lawrence Pipkin and Rich Perry. Join Lawrence and Rich weekly as they interview the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, what's going on? Welcome, everybody, to the Change Book Radio Show. My name is Rich Perry, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend and business partner, Lawrence Pipkin. Lawrence, are you there? I am, sir. Good to be here on this Wednesday. <laughs> so what's going on, it Lawrence? Wednesday, yes. right? <laughs> it is Wednesday. Well, for some of us, it's Wednesday. And uh, we're actually going to get into that in just a moment because we have two phenomenal co-authors joining us today and I believe for our first co-author it might even be Thursday so I would like to welcome to the show Mache Torres Ackerman. Mache is an educator, a co-owner of, of a 45 year old family owned college system in the Philippines she's a life coach and fifth path hypnotherapist a philanthropist a social socio-civic leader, co-author of the change book 8 and 10, and has an upcoming self-published books, You Are Brand New and Passionately with No Bounds. She's also a wife and a mother of five beautiful daughters. Mache, are you there with us? Yes. Hi, Rich and Lawrence. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing good. So, Machette, it is Thursday for you, right? You're in the Philippines? Oh, yeah. It's Thursday. It's morning, early 1.30 morning here. And I, and I should say good afternoon to the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, how's the weather out there? It's kind of warm here. It's the Philippine Manila time and Manila weather here. <laughs> I think we're having a little bit of Manila weather in Texas right now. It's like 80 oh, degrees and rain right. outside, so I feel yeah. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think it's good for you, huh? You prefer the warm. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, right. I think it's interesting, Rich. Um, we have we have two co-authors today who both uh, actually have worked with uh, women in the correctional institutions in a variety of places around the world. So I think we're going to have some really interesting talks today. So I'm excited to begin this. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Machette, now you're in two Mm -hmm. different books, two Mm -hmm. volumes of the Change Book series. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Let's let's tap into – well, let's let's start off with how does it feel for you being a co-author – in the change book series, not just once, but two times. Oh, well, definitely. The first time I was co-author of book eight, it feels so good already. And when I was asked to join again for the book 10, well, it's double awesome. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Because the first feeling of the awesomeness of trying to, to inspire other people, you know, in different levels, you know, gave me already a great sense of um, 
achievement and accomplishment. Then when I was asked again by Jim to join the book 10, so I just felt like I guess I'm, I'm really making a difference. So it's a, it's a, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Excellent. Now your, your, mm-hmm. your first chapter in book eight, I really, I, I enjoyed this one. I'm sure Lawrence did too. Now your title is called, so near yet so far away. And you talk about understanding yeah. the self and introspection mm-hmm. through retrospection. Can you give us uh, an in, uh, go into detail as to your chapter a little bit for us? Oh, all right. So, so near yet so far actually talks about how we all feel so disconnected from the self. All right, generally, when you say you are so near, talking about us being so near to ourselves, to our inner selves, yet we feel so far away from knowing our true selves. So basically, it is a, uh, it is a process wherein we need to know oneself first. In, that's why I mentioned uh, there's a chapter, or there's a part of the chapter when I said there, we do introspection through retrospection wherein we need to look into ourselves so we'll know more about ourselves right now. So it's the self-awareness part that is very important. Knowing oneself, knowing our past, knowing our past angers, fears, traumas, including our, uh, yeah, our fear, anger, and uh, guilt, all these right. things that we have to unload, you know, and sometimes it can even go back, well, believe it or not, I'm sure you know this, even back, back during our younger, younger years, right? And not everyone is aware of that, that retrospection or sometimes called by some hypnotherapists as uh, the age regression, it come, can come or... Yeah, all the way since birth even. So all the subconscious effect that it can give or can cause in the past that that's affecting our present. So the the real thing here or the what's important is for us to is to be able to unload, forgive and uh, uh look into that the into the learning of what happened in the past. So one needs to learn from that in order to move on and not to let it happen again. And having that, it's easy for us to achieve inner strength. And with the inner strength that we have, it's one of the ways that we can start knowing who we really are, knowing our strengths, our weaknesses, having the humility to accept our weakness, and uh, wanting to work on it so we can work towards the strength of, uh, yeah, of our being and uh, leading ourselves to, the, to our true purpose in life. There you go. Awesome. You know, it, uh, it strikes me that uh, when reading your, uh, your chapter, the one from Book 8, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in talking about uh, that knowledge from within, 
it uh, mm-hmm. reminds me of Lao Tzu. I mean, this has been going on forever. Lao Tzu, 2,500 years ago, wrote that mm-hmm. knowing others is intelligence, but mm-hmm. knowing yourself is true wisdom. Oh, and yeah. I think that we see as we go along, we find mm-hmm. new ways to look within, and we find new methods that will mm-hmm. give us a new understanding. Um, so what I wanted to ask you is, while you were writing uh, your chapter, I'm sure you were, you were drawing on a lot of things that were deeper held beliefs for you. And so mm-hmm. if you could give the readers just kind of a, maybe a little hint or a tip on how, because a lot of times we talk about what to do, uh, when to do it, uh, what it's going to get you. But a lot of times people are still left thinking, well, how do I myself kind of look within a little bit? How do I find the deeper meaning in the things in my life that I want to have true wisdom about? So if you could give maybe a couple little hows for our listeners uh, to give them the chance to embark upon that own journey for themselves. Yeah, all right. Actually, that question is uh, like kind of interconnecting the two two chapters that I wrote from the chapter eight to the, I mean, to, from book eight and book 10, because the book mm-hmm. 10 is about uh, exploring the, the, the deepest essence of a being, of your being, right? So right. Uh, it's connected because right after going through all the experiences, all, you know, all those years that I've been through, you know, those experiences, I was able to know more of myself and go and and in the process, it is a journey of exploring my true being. So with that, after, so I can, I, I was able to make an acronym out of the word essence, like uh, empowering, E for empowered existence with a deep purpose, S, having the self-leadership guided with spirituality, S, having the strength within, E, having to envision your powerful existence and nurturing your inner child. This was what, what I was saying, that you just have to bef- befriend the inner child who may have had a trauma. And C, compassionate soul. Having a compassionate soul is when you know that you've been through a lot and you can easily empathize with other people. And E, embracing the change with extreme gratitude. For me, that is the deepest essence of the journey when you can say that you have embraced the change and that you have this extreme gratitude that you can even thank your enemies. For me, that is the deepest essence of it, meaning thanking your enemies because you are here right now because of them, forgiving them and saying, yeah, hey, well, you have... uh, you are forgiven, and uh, I have embraced the change, and my gratitude to you. And some people wouldn't understand why and how could you do that, because forgiveness is really the hardest thing to do, right? But I think having gone through all these, that's a time you can say that you have embraced the change that you are into right now. In fact, uh, a lot of people would say, wow, Oh, it's hardest. It's easy to say, but it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, that's right. That's the reason why, in my world as a hypnotherapist, 
we deal with uh, the subconscious mind and uh, what we believe in is uh, self-forgiveness is the hardest thing to do but through uh, hypnotherapy it's easier to forgive the self and other people through the unconscious mind I mean subconscious mind and um, it was actually the thing that healed me while I was going through the journey I was lucky enough to be mentored by one of the best hypnotherapists in California, Cal Banyan. And uh, when I got back home, people were asking, wow, how did you do that? So I realized, I guess I have a calling because it's not a common thing here in the Philippines. So I had to go back to California to learn that. And now I'm back here. I'm in this mission to, to help and empower other women who's who's been through what I've been through and including the women inmates that I mentioned in the book actually because uh, can, can I mention some things about that yes completely yeah yeah so like in the like for example in the correctional like that's one of my advocacies right now as a social civic leader I uh, give my free time in the correctional wherein I work with the women inmates. So basically those who are in, freshly uh, in the, uh, the correctional wherein they, they are suffering depression and all. So I work with them to have uh, uh, acceptance of the situation and for them to forgive themselves. And to those who are ready to leave and go back to the world again, I troubleshoot them as well so I can help them prepare themselves to be a better person working into uh, inner self, you know, working in the, uh, it's a transformational, uh, uh, transformational therapy that, that I do that you work in their uh, inner strength and confidence to face the world again. Because a lot of people don't understand that even if you put them in jail for a lifetime, if you don't work in their inner uh, traumas and inner uh, issues, they will still do what they have done without learning from it. And I'm happy that the, a lot of them who are out right now are very grateful and they have uh, uh, good jobs. I see them once in a while. They visit me. They're very thankful. And until now, I, I do troubleshoot them. And I'm continuing this advocacy of mine every month. I visit the correctional. And uh, it's part of the advocacy that I'm doing. I think that's completely amazing. I yeah. think that a mm -hmm. lot of times people are lost and without direction. And so that's mm -hmm. why I think it's important that we give people the tools so that they can help themselves uh, rather mm -hmm. than just telling them what to do because, you know, people don't learn. So uh, exactly. my, I, I like to uh, be able to create an image in my mind. Of, so when uh, you tell me, I want you really to, you know, have an empowered existence with a deep purpose, mm -hmm. I, you know, and so I, I want to know the bits and pieces are the best things for me to create that self-leadership guided with spirituality, to create that strength from within, to envision my powerful existence, to nurture my inner child, 
to embrace that change with gratitude. All the mm-hmm. wonderful. So what is the first thing that you tell somebody that gives them the confidence uh, or that you found gives them the confidence to say, you know what, yeah, I really can do this? Well, basically, I'll let them go back to the basic of facing their inner child and make them understand that they were made perfectly uh, they were made perfectly by their by their higher power, by their creator, you know, like regardless of your religion, we are all created perfectly by our creators, and we just have to look back into our perfect selves when we were created that way you know realizing our inner goodness and uh, knowing that we are we are souls with infinite possibilities and uh, focusing on the uh, goodness of a person the positive reinforcement that we do you know, that's the time they, they get to realize that they, they have that, uh, that uh, they are wonderful beings. You know, that's the time that they realize that, uh, after all, they are not bad. Because, you know, you know how it is through the years growing up, when, when, you know, especially in Asian culture, when the old school would tell you, oh, you're not good enough with what you're doing, you're not good in this sport, or uh, you're too young to know these things. You know, it's very common in Asian culture or maybe in some other cultures as well. So as young as that age, you may be three, four, five, you're already made to believe that you're never good enough. So that, that's a time that uh, we need to nurture the inner child and uh, reassuring the inner child that you were made perfectly by your creator and you can do what you want to do in your lifetime, you know, for whatever calling or passion you're in. And in fact, um, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, some or of, of my, if I may speak of some of my patients or clients, you know, they are into, um, they're, they're having trouble in, like, really knowing what to do in their lives, considering their careers, you know, because sometimes they're just forced by their parents to, to take a career because probably because there's money in that, like, oh, better do this or be this than that because there's more money in this kind of career than that. So with that, the child was geared towards the the want or the passion of the parent, not according to their own passion. So they are forced to do something that is not really their real passion or destiny, and they are not able to to uh, maximize their potential that way until they realize that they're meant to do something else. And that's a time they'll be able to deliver and realize that they are they, they can achieve their fullest potential as well. Yeah. Awesome, uh, Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, of course, make a, make a note of your reference when you mm-hmm. highlighted the episode, uh, the scene in Kung Fu Panda 
when oh yeah um mm-hmm. you know you know what i'm talking about when he looks in the scroll sees the mirror mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he sees that you know the greatest strength has to come from within you know having that true inner strength those yes. are words from mm-hmm. your chapter now do mm-hmm. you see cause this is something that i see that many times people look outward like they're looking for strength to come in from an outside source when they really need to tap into that inner strength, that personal power, that self-empowerment to create that life change, to do what it is Mm -hmm. that they're meant to do and fulfill their, their purpose in life. Is that something that you see as well? Oh yeah. In fact, I really made that as an example because that really strike me when I watched the movie. In fact, there's already Kung Fu Panda 3 right now, and I don't know if you've seen it, the latest one. And it, the, the message has become deeper. You know, maximizing your inner strength, knowing the self, and you, you get your strength from within, you know, not from other people. When you mentioned about other people trying to get their strength from others, that's when they try to get external validation, you know, they, they try to, to belong to friends whom they think who can just, you know, make them feel good, you know, and uh, make them feel validated that they're okay and not, you know, without knowing what their real potential is. So right. that is a perfect example that I have put there because, yeah, it's very true. It's uh, knowing and maximizing our own inner strength. Yeah. Awesome. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I really enjoyed about your chapter. Now, if mm-hmm. if the listener isn't familiar with your resume, the things that you've done, I mean, you have mm-hmm. a lot of gold stars next to your name. You've done a lot of great things. And then reading mm-hmm. your chapter to see the hardship you faced and what you mm-hmm. talked about in your chapter, you know, these struggles, these internal struggles that we face, these life circumstances, things like death or divorce or, you know, mm-hmm. any uh, losing a job, things like that, you know, mm-hmm. everyone, these are struggles that everyone faces. It doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're middle class, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, it doesn't matter if you went to Yale or if you went to the community mm-hmm. college next door, you know? Yeah, and you you mentioned having to. You finally saw the bigger picture, you know, and until you saw that bigger picture, then you know you you were still in that stuck and dark state. What is it that you think people they allow these overwhelming negative emotions and these outside circumstances to break them down and it stops them from seeing the bigger picture. Is there like a, any kind of golden nugget, a special insight that you have that might help someone to overcome that and to see the bigger picture and find their purpose? Well, regarding the knowing one's purpose in life and seeing the bigger picture, well, the first thing that I would say is always start from the self. Every time I make talks, I would always say, peace starts from within. Inner peace, inner strength, and uh, 
inner joy. All of these will, and the joy, the inner joy, or the happiness that you would be feeling will all come from within. You cannot, or one cannot find it from something else, somewhere else, or somebody else. One cannot be in a relationship just wanting to find happiness or wanting to be loved because the only or the first person to love us is ourselves. So I would always say as well that uh, self-leadership is a prerequisite to organizational leadership or to any other kind of relationship. One should lead the self first before leading the others. One should have a good relationship with the self first, loving the self first, before having a good relationship with a partner, with a husband or a wife, or with your children, and even before leading a company or a community. So it it always uh, starts from the self, because how can one manage to give happiness or to give service if you cannot even manage to, to feel the happiness yourself. So it is a very vital, uh, basic idea, thing that one should, uh, should actually realize. In fact, I don't know if you remember, there's also part of the book when I mentioned about the song. I don't know if you're familiar with the song, Never Been To Me. The lady who's gone around the world because she thinks she can find a lot, uh, same thing that you mentioned, you know, uh, happiness, love, and all from going around the world or different people, but hasn't been to herself. So never been to me. It's like one should come within and meet the self. That's why we call it self-awareness. Knowing the self, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, knowing who you really are. And with that, we can know why we've been through all these situations. And knowing the, the lesson of all the past hurts or all the experiences that, that we've been through, we need to know the lesson from it and learning from it. Because if not, it's going to be a vicious cycle. And it becomes a vicious cycle if we do not look at the mirror the mirror wherein we have to see ourselves first before others. Because obviously it's a natural tendency of saying, oh, I'm in this rut, I'm in this problem right now because of him, because of her. Our tendency is always to point at other people without looking at the mirror. So a golden nugget that I could share this afternoon is that one should always look at the self, look at the mirror. We all Look at the mirror every morning when we fix ourselves. But try not just to fix our physical selves. Let's try to look deeper within. Try to explore the inner beauty within. And with that, as soon as we appreciate and love ourselves, that's the only time you can feel the real self-confidence, true love for your higher power, others, and the self. And that's a time you can give love to others. And with that, you can truly achieve the inner strength that you need. In, as soon as you achieve the inner strength, whatever you encounter in life, it will just go through like a breeze. 
and you will just, you know, easily look at the bigger picture. You can easily rise up the situation and see the bigger picture. And like what I mentioned in the Essence book or chapter that I have written, it would be easier for us to embrace the change and have the extreme gratitude to, to, to thank the experience, the negative or the positive or even the negative experience. And with that, we can naturally have a compassionate soul and it's easier for us to empathize and sympathize with other people. And with that, you can easily achieve your true purpose in life. Excellent. Lawrence, I loved it. What about you? Most definitely. And what I like, uh, I think, the most about your stories and, and hearing you speak about them is that you can tell that you have really embraced the change that is not only mm-hmm. going on with you, but mm-hmm. around you. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that you can point towards um, instances where you were either hurt or people were insensitive, and you can look back on gratitude as in gratitude because mm-hmm. you've embraced that change for that. And I think that that's a something that not a lot of us can do readily, and it's something that I think reading your book and listening to you gives us the idea that one can practice that every day and embrace that change, any change, with the gratitude Mm -hmm. that because that change is there, you have the strength, you have the inner power, you have the inner purpose uh, within Mm -hmm. yourself to handle it and to be gracious about Mm -hmm. it. So I thank you for all of those tips. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the comment as well. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. I, I certainly wanted to highlight your, what you just said before. And, and I made a note of it to highlight it uh, earlier Self-leadership is a prerequisite to organizational leadership. So if you're Mm -hmm. listening out there, listen to those words. And I would highly recommend, um, obviously getting all the change books, but certainly read Machez, both of her chapters, and they're phenomenal chapters. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Lawrence, did you have anything else before, before we end this? this interview with Mitchell? Uh Maybe if, if we can have um, some contact information and all that, I think that would be awesome. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, they can check out my website at www.machettorres.com. So uh, it is actually my uh, advocacy website. It's Machette Torres Advocacy and Leadership Programs, Inc. Uh, it, it talks about my services as a life coach, hypnotherapist, and I do talks once in a while and uh, with other advocacies and services that I do. And uh, I also have a Facebook page uh, under the same name, Machia Torres uh, Advocacy and Leadership Programs. And uh, I would like to encourage the listeners to please check out my chapters and uh, my upcoming books, which are which are entitled uh, You Are Brand New and Passionately with No Bounds. Well, You Are Brand New was inspired by um, a lot of women that I'm working with, you know, my clients who are mostly single mothers, and they feel that they can never move on and they can never have a, a brand new life. 
So this is an inspiring book for them, telling them that uh, you'll always be brand new and you are brand new. Yeah. Awesome. And I just wanted to end it with a quote from from your chapter, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. You said, in exploring the deepest essence of your existence, learn that the mm-hmm. quality of your life depends on your deep understanding of your purpose. Be an instrument to inspire others. Maximize and enhance your capabilities, strengths, talents, and wisdom. Accept the mm-hmm. calling and just do what you are meant to do in this lifetime. Yeah, and yeah, that's I enjoyed... how I ended it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that is how you ended it. And Michelle, yeah. I love both your chapters. Thank you so much for staying awake so at much, 1.30. Rich, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I know I sounded groggy and all. I, was, I, was, I tried my best, okay? No, you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for having me, and uh, we'll catch up soon. I hope to meet you guys soon as well. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here. <laughs> all right. Bye. Thank you, too, for having me. Bye. Bye-bye, Hey, Rich. Uh, you quoted, I know we have to move on, but you quoted, okay, we had two chapters from her, and you took one quote from one, cha- from one of the chapters, and it's the exact same quote that I wrote down. Well, it was, it was a good chapter. And, and, you know, like minds think alike, and you and I share a lot of the same beliefs and styles, so... I I believe that happened. I'm I'm certain of it. Well, so out in your mind, I just took a picture of it and I'm posting it underneath the Changebook Radio Show and Facebook. So there. <laughs> right on. All right, everybody. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then when we return in just a minute, we're gonna. Speak to Sally K. Miller. So we're going to go on a quick commercial break. We'll be back in just one minute. Hey, friends. Rich Perry here, and I want to thank you for making the time to listen today. Lawrence Pipkin and I are honored to be a part of this amazing global community founded by Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, and we're proud to serve you, our listeners, as the host of the Change Book Radio Show. We know you're interested in personal development. That's why you're listening today. And you can count on us to deliver a premium platform for the many co-authors from around the globe to share their unique insights, stories, and strategies that will inspire you to create marvelous changes in your own life. Remember to join the Change Book public Facebook group and connect personally with your favorite co-authors. And if you've benefited from listening to this show, then we want to hear from you. Go to iTunes and leave a written review and the star rating you feel the Change Book Radio Show deserves. And please share this show with your friends. And as a loyal listener, we have a special gift for you. Go to our website, vortexmastermind.com, and download our free trainings that will show you how to bankroll your mind for success. Each training module provides exercises that you can apply in your business and life to start seeing your own fantastic results. On behalf of Lawrence Pipkin and myself, Rich Perry, thanks and be excellent. Now, back to the Change Book Radio Show.
All right, everybody, we're back, and we have Sally K. Miller on the line with us. Now, Sally is a certified professional certified professional performance and relationship coach. She recently co-authored The Change, Volume 10, and her chapter is My Journey to Getting My Hope Back After Losing My Son to Addiction. Her multifaceted background in business and her personal life makes her a rigorous coach who is all about hope and action. She has a strong history as a speaker, trainer, and teacher. And we're pleased to welcome Sally K. Miller to the Change Book Radio Show. Sally, you there? I am, and good afternoon to you, Rich, and to Lawrence. I wanted to say right up front that I really enjoyed your first episode with Mache, and uh, so got some hopeful hints from her. Absolutely. Now, Sally, are you calling in from Florida today? Uh, Yes, I am, and I'm looking out at my canal, and it's uh, a pleasant 82 degrees, and the sun is shining, and it's just absolutely lovely here. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) So, real quick, why don't you, well, how was it getting invited to the Change Book Series. Now, I know my personal experience, and Lawrence has shared his. What was it like for you to be included and invited in the in the Change uh, book series? Well, it was absolutely an honor. I have to say that it was a lifelong dream of mine to write a book, uh, which I had never gotten around to. So when I had the opportunity to write a chapter that in a book with these two incredible men, Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, I I just jumped on it right away. It w- it was just an absolute honor to be part of it. Right, and your 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 story is extremely personal, and yes, your cha- your chapter is like I said before, my journey to getting my hope back after losing my child to addiction. Uh, well, you know, is it okay I, if we, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was going to say. When I sat is down okay? to write my chip. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go, go right when ahead. I, just, when I sat down, not going to write this story. I just have to be really honest. But then I thought about, why don't I write a story that is near and dear to my heart? And then, in doing that, hope that others that have gone through this traumatic um, kind of episode would get something from it. So that's exactly what I did. Right. And you know, now I'm just, I'm switching gears to bring it back again. So you were uh, introduced to Michelle Geske a long time ago, right? We we spoke to her last week, and was she how, like, did you get introduced to the Change Book series through Michelle, or? I absolutely did. Uh, I got a call from Michelle, and she had been a huge mentor of mine for quite some time. So she was the one that gave the invitation, and mm-hmm. um, I was just thrilled to take advantage of it. Right. 
And you mentioned in your chapter now, um, you know, you, you were sitting, was it you were sitting on a boat and you got a, you got a phone call about finding your life's purpose? Yes. Well, let me back up for just a moment. The sure. first part of my chapter talks about uh, how I lost my son to addiction. And I just want to say that this is a really taboo subject usually out there. We are not very well um, trained in our lifetime to deal with grief. And so I wanted to give grief a voice because it's something that it would be better to be talked about because many people did not know what to do with me after my son died. And the chapter actually goes into how horrific it was and actually tells the backstory of my son. And in the midst of the worst possible time in my life, during this grief, uh, it came to my attention that there was another way to be and that I could change. And in the in changing, I found that I could go on and get my hope back. And I could share a little about, bit about that with you in a few moments. But back to your question, later in my experience, I, I went through classes to become a life, or actually a performance life coach. And during that time, um, there was um, an incident where I was sitting in a boat out in the harbor with my husband fishing right here in Florida, and I got a call from uh, um, a, a, a dear friend from Source Point Training, Barbara Fagan, and she asked me, did I know my life's purpose? Had I fulfilled it yet? And it struck me. And at that moment, <laughs> corny, but the clouds parted and a, a beam of light went down to the water, and I said, could you stop for a moment? Just just a second. Let me take a picture of this. So it hit me that there was something else for me besides this horrific grief. And I took a picture of that. And at the same time, um, a, a dragonfly landed on my boat, which was a mascot of mine from a recent class I had taken. And so that solidified it. And I decided to go ahead with becoming a coach so that I could share uh, my transition back to my hope, and from there it's been quite a journey. So, long answer to a short short question. No, it's great because it, it certainly provides more insight for the listener, you know, and that's and that's what we want to do with the Change Book Radio Show and and the, and the series. So, you you went through a lot of these programs. Was it for yourself and to deal with? Um, the grief, and then you use that to help others? Am I, am I reading that correctly? Yes. Um, my granddaughter had come down to this Florida home, and there had been an incident where there was vacation, and there was so much stress in our family, which anyone sitting out there today that has lost a loved one knows that there is just so much that occurs for the family after you lose one of your children or your brother or your sister or any loved one, that it, it affects the entire family. So 
when she said to me that there was some classes that I could take that she took that really helped her, I jumped on it. And in taking the class, the very first week, I was pretty smug about, oh, yeah, my life's great, because we put on a face that's a, a face that says, oh, we're fine, because we really don't want to go there into the pain, and it's easier because folks don't really want to hear about our pain. They will for a moment, and they say the usual things. And usually the usual things aren't even very good things to say, which is another whole book. But anyway, so the very first meeting, there was a a response that I was really acting the victim, which really made me angry. But then after I went home that evening, it occurred to me, I was a victim. I am a victim, but that's not all that I am. And so that's where the awakening took place. I just sat and thought, and it was a, it was a huge interruption for me. And I, I thought about how to describe it. And in the, book, in the chapter, I talk a little bit about a mouse in a cage going round and round and round and round. And that was what my life was like. I never got off the treadmill. And in this moment, I realized, that, hey, I can step off and I can create something different. And that's exactly what I did. And then it just flowed and flowed and flowed and, until I decided I'm sharing this. I'm sharing this with others because I went on a lot of sites for grieving mothers and the pain is palpable. And I decided that I would share this and it would be my passion and my purpose for the rest of my days and I would do it in honor of my son loving him, and still being in joy and hope. And then that was okay. I could give myself permission to do that. And that I, uh, I had the opportunity to speak with uh, Sally yesterday uh, for a little bit about this, and you just uh, brought us into a segue uh, with the story about the mouse on, on, the, uh, on the wheel. And in your chapter, you described it as circular destructive thinking. And uh, I told you I was going to ask you a question about that. And so you said you were able to step out of that. So what I wanted to hear a little bit more about, and I think that everybody would want to understand, what did you do and how did you give yourself an exit off of that circular destructive thinking wheel that you had created where you became a victim? Well, it's going to sound not even possible, but it's extremely simple. I just stepped left, and I stood there and thought, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, which I'm stealing from Al-Anon, NAA. I just got to the point where it was either I'm going to die or I'm going to live, and I chose life. And in choosing life, that was just the beginning. I call it baby steps, baby steps on a journey. And the minute I decided to choose life, which some days I could only do for a few minutes, it just got longer and longer and longer in duration. So what I noticed was I could feel joy for a few seconds, and then the next day I could do it again. And the way that I did it was being extremely clear on what I wanted I actually sat down and wrote about 
what does Sally K. Miller want to be and how do I want to live? And when I got that clear about it, I could do it for a few minutes a day. And I think if there's a big message, it's be really kind to yourself. It only might be for a few minutes a day, but then it grows like a snowball. Oh, Jim Brittis and Jim Lutz are just so phenomenal. And Jim Lutz talks about it takes, you know, at least 25, 30 days to change the habit. So I think that being in grief is is a habit, a habit that we deserve as grieving moms, but we can change it. And just knowing that we can change it gives us a sense of new power. And so we can step left and just do it. Um, and with practice, because it took practice, it took stretching. I actually put myself on stretches due to one of the transformational things that I did. And that helped me to get my courage back. And I'm not saying that we ever get back to who we were. When we lose a loved one, our heart is full of them, and we are never the same person that we were before their loss because we loved them. But what we can be is something new and even better. We can actually hold them in our heart, honor them, and be joyful and hopeful and do something really big in our lives, and they would want us to, is my belief. Definitely. And I think that along with that, you were talking about um, those little steps, those baby steps each time. And, and I remember yesterday you said that uh, it was, and I love this, so everybody get out your pen and write this down because this is awesome. Uh, you said be a human doing, not a human being. And you attributed a lot of that to uh, communication and connection and trust. And so could you talk a little bit more about how you helped to develop that true self uh, about you getting clear about uh, what you want in in your journey? And I love you also said that uh, it's, it's a journey, it's not a competition. So if yeah, you could it, speak it to that a little bit, I think that's great. Of course. Uh, well, number one, your first question, um, getting clear on what we want uh, is not – it's not something that you do in a day. Uh, I took a piece of paper and I just started writing down things that were common threads before I lost my son, common threads and what it was that made Sally Kay be Sally Kay. And it, it brought back to my mind that when I was nine years old and living in, well, don't we all live in some dysfunction when we're young? Uh, but in my living in dysfunction, I had made a decision of who I'd be when I grew up. And at this time in my grieving, I had lost that person. But the common thread that I looked at was that I always had a connection with people and that I always was very intuitive about where they were and I seemed to see through to their inner self. And so I had lost that in being in my grieving. And I'd only lost it because I wasn't present. So when I got present and in today, in this moment, and remembered who the heck I was back then, I decided, and that's the biggest issue, I decided, I made a conscious decision in the present that 
I wanted to be that person again, but I would do it without forgetting the love of my dear son, who was awesome, and that I would do it in a big way, and I would honor him. And actually, my, my business, Raising Hope Daily, is, is done in honor of him, and I dedicated my business to him. The second part to your question, um, again, was, uh, let's see, in, in my talking, I forgot the second part. Oh, um, you recall the <laughs> you second got part? It? <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking about your true self and uh, kind of exploring the whole bit about uh, it should be a journey, not a competition. Oh, absolutely, yes. Well, if you recall a few minutes ago, I talked about doing it for short periods of time at first. So my, uh, you must be very kind to yourself. It's really, really critical. If you get in a few minutes a day and, and baby steps that, that you are having a little jo- uh, joy, then it, it, you can expand on that. But if we beat ourselves up, because we can't do it for long, or we turn back to our victim self, which we so deserve, but it doesn't serve us. We so deserve, but it doesn't serve us. Then is when we can make a different way of being. And I had been married for, oh my gosh, well, I've been married 50 years now, so maybe 45 at the time. And what I noticed was we went either even further apart during that time, and I think every person out there that lost a child will tell you that you either drift apart or you get really close. Well, we had drifted apart a bit, but in getting clear about who I used to be and what I wanted and what my vision was, I began to take a journey of getting really in touch in what I wanted to create with my husband, with my children, with my friends, And in just doing that, I wasn't even going to become a coach. I was just going to love that part of it because finally I felt alive. But in getting the vision, what I kept noticing in this thread was I am a connector. And so you you mentioned in the first show about working with uh, lady prisoners. I do that as well. And what I just love about it is the awakening in their eyes when they can feel that somebody else gets them and that they too could shift and have more hope. They need support in doing it. And the way we create support is, well, getting a a coach or getting around people who really stand for what we're about. Sometimes it takes getting out of our entire environment and getting with people that are hopeful it takes talking to people who tell us, um, give us good feedback, and that's exactly what I did. I have mentors all over the country, which the list is too long to, to name. I give them the kudos. So be kind to yourself, take baby steps, and the journey will be awesome. Awesome. Sally, the two things, two statements that I really enjoyed from your chapter where you said, and I, I know you mentioned it before, but I'm going to highlight it again, is to give yourself permission to live again. And you said it takes a conscious decision being present in the current moment and taking action to break out of that 
melancholy, unhappy state, right? And the other thing you said is to give up the story that you're telling yourself and that story that's keeping you in the victim mode. And you also said that it takes having that new toolbox, you know, new relationships, new people, new skills, new habits that are going to assist you in breaking out. And, and ultimately it's taking that action. Like you said, it's that hope plus that action to make things happen for yourself. Right. Right. And one thing I'll add to that, because you said it so well in quoting what I said, so I won't say that again. But what (laughs) what I will say is I often say to clients, they'll say, well, I'm trying. And I'll say, okay, try to hand me that book. Right. And they said, what do you mean? And I said, try to hand me the book. Well, trying is nothing. Trying Mm -hmm. is nothing. Action is something. So as a coach, what I do is, once you've made a conscious decision that you want a different outcome, I merely ask you curious questions to first find out and get clear on what you want. And then I hold you accountable and give you good feedback from my intuitiveness about how you're doing. And and that's really it. It's so simple that it's actually silly. It's action the hope first, believing that we can have something different is ultimate. And then taking the action or stretch to make it occur and doing it every day until it feels normal. In Al-Anon, they say, fake it till you make it. And it's so true. And at first, you'll really be, you'll really be resistant because there's a comfort zone that we all live in. And in that comfort zone, we might be really used to feeling really crappy In our new comfort zone that we're developing, we want to feel something different than that. And we create it. So the one thing that resonates with me is whatever you're getting right now, be accountable. You're creating it. If you want something different, do something different. Exactly. And I know my experience is the same as a coach. I'm sure Lawrence can say the same thing. I'm sure there's tons of other coaches and co-authors in the change book series that it's as simple as doing something new, you know, giving yourself that permission to live again, you know, and you, a lot of times people come into a coaching session or they enroll in a program thinking that they're going to learn the, the ultimate secret that's going to help them to overcome. They're going to be given that magic pill that's going to make everything go away. But a lot of it is just simple stuff that you just have to do over and over and over again. And you said it beautifully. So thank you so much for, for saying it the way you did it. It's just as easy as it's as easy as that. So thank you so much for saying it, for saying that Sally. Well, the piggyback on that, one sure. thing that I'd like to say, the piggyback on that, what I'd like to say is that if you use a coach, keep in mind that they've studied what people's barriers are to getting ahead. So they may know in the first session what your barriers are. Now, are they going to tell you? Absolutely not. 
they are going to ask you curious questions until you figure it out because every answer that you need to go forward, you already have within you. Mm-hmm. So that that is that is paramount. Absolutely, absolutely. Now you've already delivered tons of golden nuggets, but we always ask for a golden nugget. So do you have any more? A special tool, a certain insight, something that the listener can use right here and now to make a positive impact on their life. Do you have any more golden nuggets for us? Absolutely. But my golden nugget would be close your eyes, think for a moment, and decide in this day, am I the driver or am I the passenger in my life? And if you are the passenger, why the heck are you staying there? That's perfect. <laughs> Lawrence, I know you love that one. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, Sally. Um, yep. Oh, go ahead, Lauren. Okay, sorry. No, please. I was going to ask her what we have to look forward to from the future. New, any uh, programs, any books, any speaking engagements? What's on the agenda for 2016 with, with you, Sally? Well, what's on the agenda for me is I have some vision board um, workshops that I've created that are going to take place within the next few months. And I also have um, some podcasts that are scheduled so that folks can listen in. And I also do personal coaching. So that will all still occur this year. Uh, And, of course, we will be sharing the change, which is just phenomenal, in book signings and many other collaborations, I'm sure, will take uh, place because of this uh, collaboration that we have. Most definitely. Um, one thing I, I want everybody to think about is um, in reading some of these people's chapters, some of the co-authors, again, I want to emphasize that these are action steps. These aren't just um, a story that somebody's relating for you to be able to merely connect with them. They're all authentic. They're all speaking from their heart. But more than that, there's an actionable item to everything that they say. So I encourage you when you read these chapters to really get into it and say, you know, what can I get out of that? Get out of a sheet of paper and, and make a symbol in the middle of the paper that really defines what it is you're reading. And then, you know, draw little sticks out of it and say, what can I do with it? What can I do with it? How can I make this happen for me? When can I make it happen for me like this? When can I create that journey? So well, and I would, like that, I would say I would say that folks that open the book, the change, are ready. And when we're ready, the teacher or teachers appear. So the way to approach is exactly what you said. Take some excellent notes and in coaching, we always say there are no mistakes. You might not need it today, but you might need it going forward. So just keep that openness to your mind. That's perfect. That's perfect. Rich, um, well, actually, how can everybody get in touch with you? What's the best way to uh, connect with you? 
Well, that's interesting. I'm glad you asked that because it's kind of strange. Way, way back when I tried to get a um, an email site, and my name is Sally K. Miller with two L's. But, that, but Miller was not available because there's a really famous doctor with that name. So it's S-A-L-L-Y-K-A-Y-M-I-L-E-R at yahoo.com. And so Sally K. Myler, it's caused me some frustration since, but that is my email. And anyone that emails me in the next week or so or after they listen to this and tells me they listened, I will send them uh, a signed copy of my book when I get it. Also, another way to reach me, brainwave.com, excuse me, uh, not brainwave, excuse me, uh, raisinghopedaily.com. That's my business name. And then on Facebook, I'm Raising Hope Daily uh, as well. Or they can reach me at Sally K. Miller on LinkedIn. And I also have a web page that's Sally K. Miller. So, So any of those will get to me. And like I said, if I hear from you, I will send you, if you provide your address, a signed copy of my book. Because one thing I'm very, very clear about is this is about others, not about me. And in giving to others is how we find ourselves. Perfect. Well said. And I do want to reiterate that the entire conversation we've been talking about taking action steps. And Sally just threw out an amazing gift to you. So take action contact her, email, go to her website, and let her know that you're ready. Because I'm telling you, I I read the chapter, I loved it, and you're going to want to read this chapter and all the others in the book. And you're going to get a signed copy from Sally. So take action and contact her ASAP. Sally, thank you so much for being on the Change Book radio show with us today. Do you have any last words before, before we close out? Uh, the only last words I have is when you read my chapter, you will see that it's the story, the parallel stories of my journey and my son's journey through his addiction and then my journey back to hope after I lost him. And so if, if that's of interest to you, Uh, please take advantage and read that chapter. Great. Sally, thank you so much for being on the Change Book radio show with with Lawrence and and myself. And I know we had a blast talking to you. Lawrence, do you have any last words? I I just want to say thank you to to both our co-authors today. And the one thing that we've noticed um, over the last few weeks is that all of these people are all about service and all about what they can do for other people. And that's, it's just an amazing community that um, we're working with the gyms to build. And I think it's what the world needs. And I think it's what we all need to stay motivated and to stay in action and to be human doing rather than just human beings. So I want to thank all the co-authors uh, because they all are about service, and I really think that's the pinnacle of success and the pinnacle of achievement for us. So thank you well, all. Of you. It, 
I'd like to thank Jim Lutz and Jim Brett because of their vision to make this book, to get everyone together, and their commitment to self-empowerment. I think it just uh, gives huge kudos to them because they are doing a phenomenal job. Excellent. Definitely. Sally, thank you so much, and we'll be talking to you soon. Well, I sure hope so. Thank you so much, Rich and Lawrence. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lawrence, are you there? I am, sir. I don't know about you, Lawrence, but that was a a phenomenal show. We had two passionate co-authors. We got to read three chapters uh, for the the interview today. And lots of golden nuggets, lots of action steps, just amazing things to really make those changes in your life, whether it's professional life or personal life, relationships, social, wherever you, wherever you want that change, lots of action steps, tons of insights to help you make it happen. What do you think? Oh, 100%. And uh, again, like I said, this is all about, this is all about doing. It's all about, taking the next step, having the ability to recognize that you do have power, but that power can only be recognized through action. So whatever it is, whatever you need, if you guys need to reach out to us and say, hey, Lawrence, hey, Rich, uh, give, me a, give me a little tip to get me going today. Whatever it is, give me something that's going to create action for today that's going to lead to action tomorrow that's going to lead to action the next day. Take that step every single day. If you need somebody pounding you about it, that's what we're here for. If you need somebody that will give you a new idea or a new perspective on something, uh, let us know. Last night I went and floated, and, uh, and for those of you that don't know what that is, I got in an isolation tank and floated for 90 minutes. Um, taking the time to get away is probably one of the best ways to get that creativity moving again in your head, to get that right side of your brain engaged with the left side of your brain. So when you find yourself stuck or you find yourself not knowing how to get to that answer or that solution, or maybe you don't even know what the right question is, um, give your brain a break. Uh, Take some silence. Uh, Be still. Uh, Do whatever you can to get out into nature, to get away from it. Um, Be good to yourself. Restore yourself every day so that you can continue to be the awesome people that you are. Absolutely. And and just a reminder out there, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening right now. Make sure you're, I I know you're on Facebook. If you're, if you're listening to the radio show, I know you're on Facebook. So go out and join the change book uh, public Facebook group and connect with all the co-authors, your favorite co-authors, all the co-authors are there and we're there to help you out and to uh, meet you personally, to chat with you, to answer questions. So it's a public group. All you have to do is log on to Facebook and, and join the group. And it's the change book uh, public Facebook group. So definitely, definitely do that and connect with all the others. We're, you know, uh, 10, 11 books right now, tons of co-authors from around the globe. We talked to Maché, who is 
calling in from Philippines. It's 1.30 in the morning for her, and she's making time to speak with us. And then today we're, we're speaking with Sally. She was calling in from Florida. I'm from Pennsylvania. Lawrence is from Texas. So we're all over the world, and we want to help you, giving you tons of insights and action steps that you need to empower yourself to creating that change. So go out and join that public Facebook group and connect with your favorite co-authors. And then also, too, just a reminder, because Lawrence and I have that personal commitment to you as your hosts, we want to give you guys free training resources, okay? And that's from our program, and these are absolutely free. And all you have to do is go to our website, Vortex mastermind.com and go to the link up top that says free training and you'll be able to download a ton of free training exercises that we both uh that we that we offer there download them they have exercises that you can do give them to your friends give them to your coworkers. and if you've got like a sales team or leadership team these are great exercises for you and the entire team to really enhance your performance and ramp up those results in business and in life. And that's our commitment to you. So go on to our website, vortexmastermind.com and download your free trainings. Lawrence, that's all I have. Do you have anything, any uh, closing words before we get on out of here? Uh, no, I think I got on my soapbox enough. <laughs> Just thank you everybody for listening. Make sure that you go to iTunes, uh, rate and review us. Uh, give us little happy faces, uh, whatever it is, just to help out the change community, keep it growing. And thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wonderful. We'll see you next Wednesday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't forget to share this link with your friends, and you can always download it for the re-listen. Thanks, and be excellent. We'll see you next week.